I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So bottoms up and up your bottoms! We're doing it! Yay! Yay! (laughs) We're here! It's a full-on lady cast. Yes, it is. I am Claire Manship, as you know, and I am welcoming Ian's replacement for this week's thing, amazing return guest Yay. and now co-host, Corinne Caputo! Surprise! I'm not Ian. Surprise! There's only ladies here. Uh-huh. As it should be. Yeah. Actually, just kidding. Ian, we really Ian. miss you. <laughs> no, that's Ian. Um, so, Corinne is our first guest back. Yes. When you were last here, we were very early in our project. Now we're a year in. I know. It feels like a different time. Well, it is a different year. It feels like a totally... (laughs) I feel like I've lived a lifetime in the year. Yeah. So you... Okay. So we were just talking about this. You're in a new job. Yes. And now, since we last saw you, your book came out. My book came out. Your book was fully promoted, commercials, the whole thing. We had it all. (laughs) I I read it. Ian read it. We were enthralled. (laughs) Um, what, what is it like now? Is your life very different yeah, as a published author? Yeah, I'm really famous. <laughs> I you, you are verified on Twitter. I, I am verified on Twitter. Big deal. I, I don't know if that happened before the last time I was here, or sometime in between, but I am verified, so I'm huge. I think you had just been verified <laughs> when you yeah. came to the show. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so the book came out. It was kind of cool. It's really fun seeing it in stores. It's in most Barnes & Nobles. Oh, I love that. I, know, I love it. Is and it, like an were you a little weepy when you first saw it? The first time I saw it, I kind of was surprised at how I didn't feel more. I think oh. because the project was in the works for three years. Sure. That it was kind of like the novelty almost wore off. Right. Um, but then when I started to see friends holding it, that was when I was like, oh, Aww. my baby. Yeah. What What do you, I think your reaction would be like the quintessential author's reaction if you saw a, a stranger reading it on the I subway. Saw, there's one girl, okay, <gasps> I did see her reading it on the you? subway. My dream is that somebody's reading it on the subway, but it's not the kind someone of book. Will. So, no, someone will. So for anyone who is listening, the book is like a self-help parody book for writers. Right. It's called How to Success, A Writer's Guide to Fame and Fortune. But it's not the kind of book that you really read cover to cover. I mean, you certainly can, but it's more of like, you know, you flip through it and you laugh and you, whatever. It reminded me of kind of those like (laughs) daily devotions. Yes, exactly. Where like every time I picked it up, I like absorbed three to five more funny pages. And by the time I was done with it, you know, it didn't last forever. But I wanted to go back to like pages I really liked. Yeah. yeah, particularly because there's lots of funny pictures. Like, there's oh my so gosh, many the pictures are so diagrams silly. and lists, yeah. and yeah, I love it. Um, but there was a girl in one bookstore who... There's one bookstore in Brooklyn that whenever I go, I kind of move the book around. <laughs> um, it's an in- independent bookstore, and independent bookstores, for some reason, have been shelving it with writing and reference instead of the humor section. Because they think it's actually a... I, okay. That's what the distributor told them to do. I don't know why. <laughs> so I kind of move it out of the writing and reference section, and I put it on, like, the gift table or the humor section. Right. Um, and I saw one girl flipping through it. Uh, in the writing section? In the gift, the gift section. Oh, so, okay, good. Because I think when people it's think it's a writing book, they get very upset when it's not. 
Well, and you were saying, were you saying last time that Urban was going to put it in stores with like well, they, all my friends are dead? Well, and those, it's and that those kind, kind of, of book. Are like I'm, I'm, I hate everybody. Yeah. good or whatever. Whatever yeah. that book is, it's that kind of book. And I had heard once that they were, you know, interested in it, but that very well could have been my editor being like, "Keep going." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I gotta give, give her some positive news because the publish the publishing date got pushed back so many times. Right. So. He may have just said that to make me happy. Um, but yeah, I thought it was very weird that it's not... It, it does belong there, and I think that it would fit there because right. I found this one website uh, where people sign up for it and then they kind of sign up for books they want early release copies of. Oh, interesting. And I think that they get the copy in exchange for like an unbiased review. Okay. I think. So then... I forget how that I sounds kind of wonderful. Yeah, I Google my book. All, oh, or I did Google it all the time, um, <laughs> and I found I stumbled I'm on this site. Constantly Googling. Yeah, myself, you have so. to. Um, but I stumbled on this site, and everybody who got an early copy of it hated it. Oh no! Because again, I think the distributor was giving them the wrong information. Where sending they, it as a reference, se- sending it as a writing book, so, because all of these reviews kept saying. Um, this is really there's bad no writing. advice in this book. Oh, no, there's no. Yeah, I don't get it. It's like a it's like a comedy routine gone bad or something. Oh my god! But everybody god. was complaining at the lack of real advice. Oh my gosh! So, but see, what I thought about it was like I uh, clearly I know you, and I knew that the book was a joke, and I laughed. Yeah, I, like I you know I got it, but yeah. I also like work with a lot of comedians and actors, and like I, I feel like yeah. we. Get it? I, yeah, you know, we're just really self like flatulating. I, I just, I just like, like loved. <laughs> I'm surrounded I'm just, by actors. I know. I'm just. I mean, can I tell you how many verified accounts follow me back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that when you get a book that's not what you were expecting it to be, right? Instead of changing your opinion, you're just so taken aback by your expectations not being right. met that you're almost mad at it. Well, you know what struck me about it? Oh yeah, yeah I was going to say that. Um, if you were just like a yes man, if you yeah. actually took this book and wanted to use it as a reference, it's crazy. But you could, uh, yeah. and what you make might be genius. Yes. Yes. That's what's funny about the it. The narrator <laughs> is truly insane and so obsessed with herself. Do you hear your own voice, like your own kind of like mockery voice, when you read the book back to yourself? When I, well, I put the book away for such a long time between when I sent in the manuscript and when it got published that right. when I did flip through it when it was published, I was like, I don't remember writing that joke, but that's funny. <laughs> um, good for yeah, me. Yeah, good for me. <laughs> but I don't really see myself in it because I think, I guess I see my go- most goofy side because right. I know that I don't agree with any of this. Right. But I do use my, my real name and my photo is in the book. <laughs> so there is a real chance that these people think I'm a crazy person who believes like you will be rich and famous if you follow this batshit advice. But you know what's great about that is like let them believe that I because know. then they live in a world where they subscribe to a book service that sends them new publications yeah. from publishers that would let that person run exactly. loose in the free market. I'm like they don't think <laughs> They never thought for a moment, like, this girl shouldn't have written a book. I don't right. know. I, I, and also, people are whole, so serious. There's, they need to lighten up. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> lighten up, you oh my free God, book you guys. reviewers. Well, that was it. I'm like, you're getting this book for free. Like, don't be so negative. Yes. And also, and also like, you don't have to like it, but... 
Do you think that these people are just bitter because they wanted to be novelists but ha- are, have well, been relegated what, have been relegated to just reading books? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but it is so interesting. The site was. I guess I just sound like a brat who's like. People didn't like my book and I hate them. No, but, but just, it was a good fucking book. <laughs> it's a I good just, fucking book. It's right there behind you. I just love when people, or I don't love, I just want people to um, understand what they're reading before they read it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so that was a disappointment. But I am, I do, am removed enough now, so I do think it's very funny that right. these people wished it had more advice in it. There was, this reminds me, um... The Gilmore Guys is a podcast right. that I listen to a lot. And one of our other friends of the pod is Kevin D. Porter, one of the co-hosts of that show. And for their 666th episode or whatever or something, like some stupid yeah. joke. No, their 69th episode. Okay. That, yeah, and it wasn't the devil's work. It was the <laughs> devil's work. Um, they did an entourage cast where they were like, let's just pick a show that's the opposite of Gilmore Girls that's only for men. That, like, really only, besides women like me, yeah. really only, like, I watch it because, like, the acting is amazing. Yeah. But, like, of course I know it's a chauvinistic piece of shit. Yeah, like, for you sure. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they pick this show and they do, like, a two hour cast on an episode that has, like, a particularly a lot of, like, chauvinistic yeah. and, like, materialistic shit in it. Yeah. And the whole time they're, like, doing the air horn, like, bow, bow, bow. Like, and uh, every time something funny happens, they go, "Oh yeah!" Like, oh my god, <laughs> the entourage theme, and they're and they'll be like, "You know why Turtle's name is Turtle? You know because he's like, I mean, it's his nickname." <laughs> and like, and so they're like acting stupid on purpose, right. but gave no context for it. Oh, so people and they were like, and they were like, "What the fuck is this lady doing in oh this scene?" Oh my god! And what's so crazy is like. It takes a lot of searching in the iTunes catalog to find this particular episode. Yeah. So how could regular subscribers of their show and, like, listeners of a Gilmore Girls fan cast not know that this had to be a joke? Exactly. So then people were pissed. Really? And they had, like, from, from what I understand, they had, like, raw footage or raw, uh, recording from the end of the cast where one where the other co-host was like, dude, we gotta explain at the end yeah. that this was a joke. So by the time I listened to it a year later, like yeah. I was way behind. Oh, did it have it? It like existed. A- and at the end, like I, the whole time, every time that oh yeah happened, yeah. I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. This is so fucked up. But then at the end, they were like, no one's gonna get it. Yeah. Are people gonna get it? And they're like, how could people not get it? And there's like this whole there's I'm sure recording of like people who don't. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I that I I hope it gives you comfort. I know that other people in in our field I know people just don't get it. But like I've never written a book. I've never besides this one. I I don't have any credibility. I think it's so funny that they would be like this random girl is trying to give me advice. <laughs> Genuine advice. Right. So it's very funny that they would trust me with such a uh, job. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you see what I put on your wall the other day? Yes. Yeah, so the, Corinne the writer's and I, workshop. That, yeah, Writer's Workshop. It's a, uh, Was that HBO? Or no, it was Universal. Un- Universal, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is great because they own NBC, and clearly the NBC Writer's Room I know, and they have, NBC has a Writer's Workshop, too. We're, for the people at home, Corinne is also a very talented screenwriter and, uh, and producer of original content, and, uh, her own short, it was a short film, or a feature? I have a short film, and I have a, um, web series. Oh, and, the, and the web series, yes. yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
And uh, so anyway, she is a jack of all trades. And <laughs> we had been shooting the shit earlier this year about different um, writers rooms that you can kind of be a fly on the wall in and do yeah. apprenticeships and internships. And uh, Universal has a new one, which is for like full feature Universal, like bombs and explosions yeah. and gunfights galore. Yeah, those are so, those writer workshops are so interesting to me because often they they either want writers who have a lot of experience and right. i'm like why would you want this if you if you have that much experience ideally you're getting jobs yeah or they want somebody who has like so much availability and so much or they don't pay you at all sure it's sure like sure. an unpaid it's those are so frustrating to me but like obviously i'm submitting to them constantly <laughs> you right. have to right yeah i don't know i i really do believe in the one and done theory where it's like, if you book one show, the rest kind of follow. Or yeah. like, if you write one good script, like you'll have like ten new ideas. Yeah. And I really, I, I really do believe, I like to think that when it rains, it pours is more of a positive <laughs> thing. Even though in my experience, it normally is yeah. like, your boyfriend broke up with you, you have to quit your job, and, and you lost your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it happened to me yeah. one time, and I was like, fuck, 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 I need something positive. Like, yeah. when it rains, it pours cannot just be this, I know. you know? But I think, you know, clearly you have the book and you've been kind of nursing that project for so long and yeah. now you have the web series and it's yeah. like, it does it feel like it's tumbling in a, in a new feels, and wonderful direction? Yes and no. I think because I'm like in my life, uh, I just feel <laughs> like all the downtime, like I feel all the, not downtime, I feel like I have no downtime, but I feel all the moments when it feels like nothing's happening. Yes. And... I just recently got a new day job, which has been going well, and I really like it, but it is so hard to grapple with, like, okay, time for another day job, when yes. you have all these other things going on, like, the book came out, the, I have a web series, and I have, I don't know, just, like, when you have all these things, half of me feels very deserving of more, and half of me is, like, yes. you have so much work to do, so kind of battling those two sides is always hard. But I do think that when when you finish a project, more ideas tend to come. There was yes. a while where I was like, I don't know if I'll write another book. I don't know if we'll do another web series. And I'm far enough removed from it now that you forget the pain of those projects and you're just uh -huh. excited to do more. Um, my writing partner and I, Erica Tashwa, we, we did the web series together. Hey, Erica. <laughs> Hi, Erica. We um, were notable writers, quote, in the New York Television Fest. Yes, you are. Yeah, so that's coming out. Can you please walk around town? I'm, <laughs> Hi. I'm going to say, I'm a notable I'm, writer. I'm Karen Caputo. I'm a notable writer. I don't know if you know, but I'm a notable writer. Have you writer. taken note? Because I am notable. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they named in us the that. the New York Television Festival. Festival. Okay. So they named us that. And I think Wait, it's so like, it's, what? Is that that spinoff of the Tribeca Film Festival? I don't really know what it is, but the they Tribeca do. The Tribeca TV Festival or whatever oh, maybe is coming it is. up. I don't I don't know if they're related. Okay. This is in October. Um, it so sounds about same. right. It, um, might, it might be their baby. They do a lot of comedy stuff. Like okay. they partner with a lot of, like they partner with True TV and they always, they're looking Love for indie TV. pilots and things like that. So we had submitted to their scripts festival and obviously didn't win, but they named like six or 12 people as notable writers. Great. Um, which is cool. So we're going to that next year. Uh, next year. Oh my God. Next month. And uh, it feels since like a year then, from we've now. had like a lot of 
conversations about things we want to get ready in time for that like we want another we want our pilot to be polished we want this and that and that's been really motivating does a does a uh event like that or does a a festival like that open up doors for like pitching like elevator pitches no i think it depends there's gonna be quote a lot of networking events which is so dramatic and i don't know if networking notably (laughs) it feels insane to say and i'm like i don't know if I'm an introvert, but I consider myself to be one. Um, I consider myself an extroverted introvert. Yeah, I really value alone time at home. What is the name of that quiz that gives you a bunch of letters at the end of oh, it? Oh, that, like, INFJ stuff. So yeah. I'm I'm ENFJ. I don't know what mine was. I know there's an I in there somewhere, I think. Yeah, but, like, some of them sound really horrible. Like, ENFJ, I like saying, because it's like, ENFJ, ENFJ. Yeah. But what if you were, like, INTP? Like, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Those sound really bad. Don't they sound pretty uh-huh. shitty? They sound terrible. Yeah, and what they describe is horrible. Also, I remember doing that quiz and being like, I suck. Like, like when what? you read the detailed description of what you are, you're like, am I really like this? In middle did you go to a public middle school? Yeah. Did you take Myers-Briggs? I must have. Do you remember, like, what, at, like, aptitude or, like, occupational tests? Is that the one that's, like, a spider web at the end and, like, it points, like, your strengths and... Yes, and then it, it tells you, like, kind of a career path that yeah, might be positive. Yeah. I got really, like, bad stuff that I, remember, I was really upset about. Yeah, because I remember thinking, like, no, I want to act or I want to write. Me and then it was too. giving me things that I found that I hated. I got two... I got two that were possible and then a bunch of others that were horrible. Like, one of them uh, was um, television journalism. Okay. And I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. Like, I could see, but, but probably more like the Kathy Griffin version. Yeah, yeah. Or no, I mean, uh... Samantha B. I, I meant to see um, <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh! Yes, not Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Gosh, she's having a really Claire. tough year. <laughs> she's having a tough year. <laughs> yeah, I love how she was like, I'm sorry. Now I'm not no, sorry. I'm not sorry. God, yes. Sorry, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, more like, like Hoda Kotb. Yeah, I would yeah, be the Hoda. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was like marine biology. Yeah. Which was like a very, like, I feel like everyone got that. that. There was a phase, I think everyone went through a marine there biology phase. There was a phase. Phase. I think it was because of that Disney movie, The 13th Year. Oh my God, yeah. And Free Willy. Between and the two of them. Lear- oh my gosh, speaking of Free Willy, there was a TV show spinoff of Free Willy. Was there? That I stumbled, I don't have cable, but I have Did a satellite. Did they have that River Jordan song? I don't. From the river Oh, I don't think so. Maybe, was it Free Willy? No, maybe it was Flipper. Ooh, Flipper sounds better, I think it was a Flipper TV because wasn't there a Lassie TV show? And I bet you that they were like... But this show was so strange in that it... The dolphins were barely in it. Weird. It was a show called Flipper. But it was just people solving ocean mysteries. <laughs> like, ocean mysteries. It would be mysteries. like, there are people hunting sharks in the river. We have to find them. You know what, you know what show also got me? was uh, It was around the same time. Was so weird. Oh, I never watched that. It was a Disney show where this girl had, like, essentially she went around, like, solving supernatural crime. Uh-huh. And I distinctly remember that there was this one episode where a girl was in a coma. And supernaturally, somehow, they figured out from her, like, talking in her coma sleep or something, that she was in, like, she was imagining herself in her coma in a labyrinth and couldn't get out. Oh. And that's why she was still, like, kind of brain dead or oh something. Oh, my God. That's so and creepy. And so the so weird girl, the one who, like, could solve the fucking crimes or whatever, yeah. 
goes they call her and she goes to the hospital this girl's like 13 yeah. okay and she can like solve supernatural and she can just go to the it's like her and the famous jet jackson were yeah. like back-to-back shows and so she goes and is like uh can like read the girl's mind or something is like you know also like studies telepathy yeah of course and can uh get into this girl's head and like helps her out of the maze oh, and wow. when she's like there it is don't be afraid like walk forward or whatever and she's like but it's it's a light like what if it's death and she's like you have to trust me and then she walks toward the light and the girl and there's a moment where the where the heart monitor goes Beep. oh no and you're like fuck fuck no oh, what no. the fuck did you do and then she's like <gasps> and like oh, wakes my up God. And I was like, this show needs an Emmy. Oh like, my that god, that's so funny. Incredible television. That Ooh, is a good storytelling. <laughs> the Emmys just happened. They did. Did, did they things did. win that you were rooting for? I... Did you watch? I did watch. Do you like how I just assumed did that someone... Some, like, <laughs> of course I watched the Emmys. Did you watch? The Emmys is the one award show that I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I, have I really to go. like it. Have you ever um, been to an award show? I have not. And I think I would be very bored at one, but I very much want to get dressed up. Literally everyone and their mother every year has Tony tickets, and I can't figure out how to get them. Okay. <laughs> so this was the first year that I had a lot of friends at the Emmys <laughs> to brag. No, but I had a bunch of people I there had too. People there, and it, it made weird. me feel like really happy for them, but also like really weird. I'm yes. like, am I? It was one of those th- moments where you're like, oh, I'm a grown up, or like people yeah. consider people like me to be grown ups. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But because of the Emmys, I and we can talk about it at the quiz at the end, but I discovered um shows that like I was like, I'm gonna give that another chance. Oh, like what? Like Blackish. Blackish I never I've seen episodes of, but I'm this entire year I have been so behind on TV. Literally it's been like what like three days that I've been watching it and it's it uh, so good. I'm almost to the end of the first season. There's this amazing joke. I'm not going to tell it well, but I have to tell it. <laughs> that made me laugh until I cried. Oh, my God. The dad, the Anthony Anderson character, his name's Andre Johnson. The dad is trying to get his kids to learn more responsibility. So he brings them to his office. He brings them to his office to do some side work or whatever. And at one point, his daughter isn't doing something the way he wants and he has a couple co-workers around that are trying to encourage her. And he goes, no, no, she needs to do this on her own. And she goes, oh, dad, you're giving me a headache. I don't feel well. I need to go home. And he goes, you can't go home. And one of the co-workers is kind of a dummy. And he's like, actually, that OSHA poster over there says that she can. <laughs> <laughs> and I started. That's and so it's like, funny. it was so simple. It was just so just like, that's genius yes, writing. Yeah. They don't need to explain to you what OSHA is. No. They, everybody knows that there's an OSHA poster it, in the break room. Yeah. Like, everybody knows. I'm sure the writer's room had one. Exactly. Yeah. And someone was like, oh, we got to put we, this in there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it was it's so, so funny. funny. I started to weeping i had to pause store so i gave superstore like two seasons okay and i remember that it went on hiatus and when it came back for whatever reason i just like couldn't jump on board and now they're headed into season four and i'm like i I can't catch up now yeah yeah yeah. it's too far season three even Oh, is it four? I don't know. But I love that show. Maybe they're doing a two-parter on season three. Maybe. That's becoming really popular, 3A, 3B. Really? Yeah, that's like a oh, thing now. I don't like... Especially I'm so because NBC does mid-season premieres. They do, yeah. And so they'll try to, like, Which put a show confusing. off for a couple weeks to, like, line up with the yeah. ratings of the new Well, also, show. Su- last year's Superstore, they had... Their season premiere was technically this random episode that aired after an Olympics. 
Oh, thing. yes! So then, technically, that counts as episode one, season two, or season three. But it was three. a continuation but it was of season re- one? But it was really, no. I mean, it, it exists separate from all of that, because it was as if no, none of the cliffhangers in the finale happened. Yeah, they then did this do a special episode, and then the season began yes. with, like, all the things that they were addressing from before so weird so it like it, it exists in the timeline of season one mm-hmm. but is technically part of like the season two dvd pretty little liars used to do that oh my god they would always do that where they would always do okay yes. i'm glad you watched pll yes pretty little liars i was introduced to when i went over to a friend's house to watch the halloween special not knowing that it was a separate, yes. like, prequel, and they had already done a whole season of the show. I remember that episode. And I was so confused. I was like, why is this person texting all these people? Yeah. How does this person, like, have yeah. all these numbers? Uh-huh. It was so confusing. That show just ended in June. Yes. Finally. Yes. And it was a real letdown. It was insane. My, my finale is the finale of season three. When it was, I mean, spoiler, like, if you're not caught up, you suck. When it was Ezra. <laughs> right, yes. And I have never that gasped felt like so such hard. such a betrayal. But it was so well written. Yeah. That was, like, peak PLL yeah. was season three and four. I think seasons three and four of shows are usually peak show. Yes. That is peak show. It gives show. the writers enough Except time. Except for some shows where they go peak five, six, because, like, the will they, won't they works yeah. out. Like, Parks and Rec is the perfect example. Yes. Where three and four are way better than one and two, but really yes. season five is, like, prime. Yeah. I don't count season one for Parks and Rec. So that does still I line up. I don't for up. The Office either. It's, like, either. two, three, yeah. Yeah, those workplace comedies need a minute to work out they, the kinks. They do. Usually season one I think of as, like, a long pilot. Yes. And I don't, I feel like pilots are never good. <laughs> Or they're never Gosh. good examples of the show, at least. That's the truth. Um, okay, so we have been talking 25 minutes. <laughs> so crazy. We haven't even gotten to the thing that happened this week. But, guys, a reminder. Our co-host this week is Corinne Caputo. Hello. Friend of the pod. She's back. Friend she's, of the pod. She's here. She's a friend of the pod. <laughs> and now she's co-hosting in place of Ian, who is busy with Fancy Best Buy and Rosh Hashanah. I believe. Lashana Tova, Ian, um, and Ian did call us and leave us a voicemail. So we have a oh, yes. yeah. So we have a cool little something something from him coming uh-oh. up. Uh oh. And uh, Corinne's book is called How to Success: A Writer's Guide to Fame and Fortune. Yep. Pick it up wherever you get books. Mm-hmm. It should be in the comedy and gift sections. But if it's not, yeah. go looking for it in writer's <laughs> reference. <laughs> yes. If it's not there, complain. <laughs> yes. Tell everyone they're yeah. wrong. Uh huh. That's a really good way to get great customer service. <laughs> All right, well, let's let Ian go first. Okay. That sounds good yes. to me. Let me pull up this voicemail, and we're going to put the theme music right here. Hey, Claire. Hey, Corinne. Corinne, good to see you. You're looking great. Um, of course, <laughs> as we know, um, I'm not actually there with you ladies recording right now uh, because I have to do a big old overnight at Fancy Best Buy in order to get ready for some exciting new things that are coming our way at the tech store. So, um, I am calling in to tell you about my thing that happened this week. Ooh. So, what happened to me this week is I reached kind of, um, I wouldn't say it's like a success in my career, but I would say it's a very interesting um, step um, on the ladder, stairs, whatever, of success. And that Ooh. is... I was let go of a project, uh, rather I was let go from a project, because they couldn't afford me. Okay. So what happened was, 
I, and I think I talked about it on the show, I was supposed to be uh, a movement director for production of Bridges in Madison County, in my hometown, and I was looking forward to it, and it was going to be great. Um, and I was working with this amazing director who I grew up learning from and working with, and um, everything was, like, in place, and I was starting to get my dates together. I had gone into rehearsal. We had a fine first rehearsal. We had some snags. We had some, like, opportunities. Like, we had some really great things coming through, like, at the first go. But um, I look on my lunch break the next day, and I get an email from her saying that uh, she submitted to have my uh, my rate uh, fulfilled. She submitted my rate, and they were very adamant about not paying me. Aww. And the only people they do pay, because it is community theater, it's unfortunately not... Um, like a regional of any sort of equity or even non-equity standing. But therefore, the only people they actually pay are the musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my friend who's the director volunteers her time. I was expected to volunteer my time, not from my friend, the director, but from the board. Um, so she just kind of laid it out for me, and she reimbursed my travel. And Honestly, like, I wasn't mad. Like, I'll miss the money that I was supposed to get, but I kind of almost took it as a compliment. Does that make sense? Like, I'm finally at a point in my career where, like, people aren't expecting me to work for free, and that's really dope. And, of course, like, I do the show for free, and I'm filming my web series for free because those are things (laughs) I love, and I absolutely love working with this friend, um, but she totally understands my time is valuable, and she paid me for the travel and the service uh, I've given so far. And I just, I emailed her in response saying that, like, it's totally okay. Like, I, there's no bad blood. Like, everything is great between us. And I know it's not going to be our last time working together. So mm-hmm. I would love to work. I would love to work with her on um, some, like, really great, like, equity house. Like, I think she would put together a really stellar, like, big time like lord a production of anything because she is such a brilliant person and i so admire her and i'm just really honored to have been working with her in the first place so that's what happened to me this week i uh rediscovered my worth in a tiny little way (laughs) managed to not burn a bridge and um yeah it's it's kind of in, in my mind it's pretty cool when i think about it so I look forward to listening to your things that happened this week, this week. Um, <laughs> and I hope you guys are having the best time recording. Um, yeah, I will talk to you all soon. Um, oh, maybe I should um, I, uh, maybe I should give a little bit of what I'm watching and listening to just for shiggles. Oh. Um, I have been watching American Horror Story. I just finished watching uh, Wet Hot American Summer, The Reunion, which is pretty great. Um, and I'm listening to Portugal the Man. I'm listening to um, a lot of the Nervous podcasts, keeping up with that. And I'm listening to a lot of Pod Save America because uh, mm. it's a really interesting week of healthcare and foreign policy. Of course, no rest for the political weary. So um, <laughs> I look forward to talking to everybody again soon. Um, have the best time recording, guys. Um, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, Ian. Bye, Ian. <laughs> He's the best. That is very cool to suddenly. Yeah, to just know your fucking worth. Yeah. 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 
I love that. I love that too. I'm a big believer in not working for free, but I also know that you kind of have to. It's a necessary evil at some points, but only for something that I'm doing of my own volition. Yeah. Like this podcast. Yeah. Like my web series. I forgot to tell you, you're not getting paid tonight. What? (laughs) My rate is (laughs) $10,000. $10,000 for 30 minutes. Yes. I was just listening to an old episode of Two Dope Queens today, and they were, this is, this can be tangent number one, uh, and they were joking about uh, Pretty Woman, which I haven't, I'm not sure I even know I that I don't think I've seen that movie. Very well. I was going to say front to end, but I don't think that's the Right, phrase. front to end, yeah, you, you know, know, from the, from the face from the, to the butt. The tuts, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never seen that movie's butt. <laughs> and, um... And they were they were joking about how in the movie, uh, and I don't even think I remember this, but it really struck me as funny that he's like, "How much for the whole night?" And she's like, "You can't afford me." And he's like, "Try me." And she says, three hundred dollars." And you're expecting like three hundred thousand, which is really funny to me, just like the skewed three like hundred dollars, three hundred ten billion trillion dollars. Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, that is very funny. That's amazing. All right, well, Corinne, you wanted to go second. I know. My thing this week is, like, really one thing. Um, I got an email from my agent that she's leaving publishing to be a social worker. No. Yes. And I was kind of like, what? Um, Wait, what? I know. It's kind of crazy, but I also feel pretty good about it. Oh, okay. Because I have been trying... I don't have another book in the pipeline. Sure. So I, she was a literary agent. So I didn't, I like don't need her right now. Okay. But like I, I miss hat knowing that I have one around, but I, I feel really like guilt free in my quest for like a manager now. Sure. Um, I don't think their roles would have overlapped too much anyway, but it does feel like this weird burden has been lifted because yeah. I've always felt like I wasn't using her enough or like I wasn't. I just think it wasn't a perfect match of, like, client and agent. Yeah. So it does feel cool to be like, oh, the decision's been made for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and especially if, like, sometimes we don't know that something's on our heart until, like, the decision is yes. made. And you're like, wow, huh, okay. Yeah, I got the email and I was like, wow, I think a year ago this would have ruined my day. But today it's more like, okay, bye. <laughs> Right. Well, and I don't know how big of a hand that she had in it, but, like, if you feel that your book is being misrepresented to the places that sell it, you know, it's like... Yeah, also, I got the book deal without her. Like, I got the book deal on my own. Oh, and then you had her negotiate. So I had her come in later. I had a friend put me in touch with someone. That's the way you get an agent, y'all. If you want to enter any artistic or creatively, like, related business. Yeah. If you get a job offer, that's when you pick the agent by hand and ask them to do it for you. But I didn't do a lot of shopping around for people, so it was kind of like, okay, she's the one who's doing it. Um, And she's great, and she's very helpful on that contract, but since we haven't really formed any kind of relationship, so I was kind of like, okay, I'm really happy that you're going back to grad school. This is what you want to do right now. That's great. Um, I know nothing else about why she's doing it. Huh. But I wonder if it has to do with, like, the political climate right now. I mean, some people are getting a fire lit under their ass. I mean, Ian is one of the perfect examples. He is, like, every five seconds tweeting to call your congressman. Yeah. 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 And I I remember, or I still feel, it's not even a memory, um, after the election, I was kind of like, should I be doing art? Like, is this, 
what I should be spending my time on? Yeah, well, I feel strongly that our art, our art, that's a weird thing to say back to back, our <laughs> art, our, our art is making this world just a little less painful. Yeah. And even though it may not be turning the fucking political tide, yeah. it's definitely making this far more bearable. Yeah. Just doing this podcast, like, we have a very small but devoted listenership, and if this is anybody's escape for the week, like, thank yeah. fucking God. Yeah. You know? That is... That, that does always feel like... It also serves an escape for us, too. Right. I mean, here we are talking about it, but... I know. Here we are in my living room. We never, <laughs> we never record at my place because I have roommates that, um, you know, it's just the schedule's never going to work yeah. out that way. Uh-huh. And Ian has uh, a roommate that is often gone, so yeah. it just worked out that way. So it's really weird to be doing the show in my living room. Feels I like, love. Feels like we're talking but pitched forward for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're just, yeah. like, having a little, like, like a little kiki. chat. Oh, I never closed out the first tangent. Uh, what was it about? Two joke queens. Oh, yeah, sure. Thus ended the first tangent. So, um, okay. In your experience, does this woman seem like someone who who is, is cut out for interpersonal I, it's solutions? It's a good question. Every time, maybe, okay. I remember feeling like when I worked, when I first talked on the phone with her, she is awesome and so great and I'm so glad we connected and on the phone, she was super nice. But then I remember thinking that of my editor, too. And then I remember thinking, maybe I just like talking on the phone, but I've convinced myself that I don't. And these right. people are, like, totally normal, run-of-the-mill right. people. And I'm just surprised by how much I like phone calls. Did you ever meet her in person? No. Oh, no. where she lives is in San she? Francisco. San Francisco? But she used to work with a good friend of mine. Okay. So I had on good authority that she's a cool person and she had previously represented a book that was based on a blog like my book through Chronicle Books who also published mine so it felt like a perfect fit where she's worked with Chronicle before she's worked with turning blogs into books before right um and this great friend kind of put us in touch so for the time it was perfect um well it sounds like it's all well with your soul yeah I feel I feel good about it yeah it's weird to open an email where, like, I feel like email is almost now a little bit outdated in yeah. some ways. And so a lot of emails feel deeply innocuous. Yes. And then you, deeply innocuous, that's a ironical <laughs> statement. But then you open it up and, like, like that's a, like, a... Yes, it yeah. was weird. To, that's well, a career-changing email. It was weird to see her name in my inbox at all because I've emailed her before to no response or just, like, had to follow up enough times to get a response. So at first I was like, something's gone wrong. Like, why would she be emailing me? Right. And then it starts so nice, like, hope you're well. And then immediately swerves towards, I'm leaving publishing. Uh, I'm going to grad school. So what happens if you're, I see, I know what happens when you're an actor and your agent leaves. They don't take you with them. Exactly. So should you? I emailed, so I emailed the people she had CC'd on the email for any questions. And they were, I feel like, intentionally vague. But from what I gather, they don't represent me. They represent that project. So they will forever represent how to success. Weird. But they have no ties to me. So what if you say, like, hey, I know we have an exclusivity clause on my book, but, like, I'm taking my work and, like, I want to republish how to success. Yeah, that I think would be up at the discretion of the publisher, not me. Interesting. So really, they just set you loose as a free They really agent. are just, yeah, exactly. And they're really just there now to funnel any kind of royalties towards me. Huh. Should I get any, which is incredibly unlikely. Huh. Yeah. 
Gosh. But it is kind of nice. I'm glad that you're chill about it because I feel like even if I was on the fence about sticking with that, I I wouldn't be as cool about it as you would Yeah, as you I are. think because it's our relationship was not very strong for the last, you know, two years that yeah. it, it was as if she wasn't there already and now it's just officially not there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's super terrifying. Like, I'm, I'm still like, oh my god. But I'm not worried about a literary agent. I'm more worried about like, I need a manager. I need to be submitting packets to late night shows. I need to be right. doing that. That consumes me much more than this. Well, and and knowing knowing as many actors yeah. as I do, no, literally every person is having a weird thing with their agent. Yes. So I always feel weird when I don't have shit to talk about mine. I feel like the people who are agents are weird in general. Yeah. Well, it, what's so weird is that like. Actors particularly feel comfortable when they find out that you're both represented by the same agent, trying to gauge whether their drama with your shared agent is the same as yours. Yeah. And I've talked about on the show before that I just do not have qualms with my agent. Yeah. That he takes care of me and I love being represented by him and the agency. But I do know that that is like very rare. Yeah. That's super rare. Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on the agency too. Like, if, if it's too big and they just want people to have them on their roster, it's kind of like, well, what is the point of this? Which a lot of people do have that qualm with my agency because they grew considerably yeah. since, you know, the last four or five years. But there's still only one me. Yeah. I can't tell you how happy I was when my agent, when I sent something to someone there and I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't put my last name on it. It's Claire Manship. They're like, Claire, we only have one Claire. Oh my God, that's so I was funny. like, wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could literally just sign my emails, Claire, Claire. and you would know it's me. That's really yeah, funny. Yeah, it was so crazy. Well, cool. Is there anything else about this you want to hash out? No, I think it's something that I'm going to, you know, keep marinating on and figuring out next steps. Yeah. But I do, again, I got this new day job and it's kind of freed up time that I was previously, like, didn't have for the last two years. Yeah. So it's been really healthy that I've been kind of goal setting and figuring out what's next. Yeah. Well, I do have to say, I have two things to say about this. Yeah. One, since we last saw each other and you were in your former job, it's yeah. like you are glowing right now. I am so, well, I also you got seem- a highlighter that I love. <laughs> Milk makeup, guys. Yes. Yeah. I feel so much lighter. You literally, like, have a weight off your. I feel your, so much lighter. Yeah, off your soul. I really, I it's can just see like, it. I would still be at this job right now and I wouldn't know when I was leaving. Which and is that so is so fucked. hard. Can I can I say that you were also you're comfortable with me saying what you were doing before? Yeah. Oh, I was babysitting before. Yeah. So Corinne was also babysitting, like in a building adjacent to the one that I work yes. in. So we would see each other every now and then. Yeah. And like when I saw you a year ago, and the day the book came out. Yeah. Oh right. That's right. So it was the first time we discovered that we were both working in the same complex. Yes. And she was like, yeah, oh my God. Like, and I was like, yeah, Ian bought me the book and I have to Venmo him back and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then, um, and then just a few weeks ago, we yeah. were visiting between our jobs and I, it was a dark, yeah. dark and stormy time. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I just like love, I love like my time or like knowing what's yes! happening with my time. What time am I done? Um, yeah. What, when am I leaving? What am I doing next? People take such advantage of nannies. My biggest issue, I yeah. think we talked about this, but not on the air. I, on the air, on the interweb, um, nothing irked me more with my, with past families than when they would come back 10 or 15 minutes late, like it was no big. Yeah. But then by the end of the week, you do that enough times and I've gained an hour of work and you didn't pay me for that hour. Oh, I see. So my job was very good about 
like I managed my hours and was paid for however long I was there, which sure. was great. Um, and the, I have to say, the family and the child were great. I just like it was far from my house to not to leave late at night and then get home even later. Yeah, it just like was culminating in like this is not healthy for me anymore. Right. Um, well, and it doesn't help creative juices flow when you feel like your life is consuming you. Yeah, for sure. And also, I don't know, the last year has been so weird. It's like, I, again, I want to do art, but should I do art and should we do this? I feel I'm in a totally new place now. I think it's like fall is also my favorite season. So I'm ready. Mine too. I think like back, I never got over the back to school energy of my youth. I was just so thinking September about September feels more like a renewal than January. Yeah. Yeah. The second thing I wanted to say about... Uh, you saying you were going to take a minute to just think this over. I just discovered last week, you're going to die, that the phrase is, I'm going to mull this over like like wine really? or tea. Like you let something steep. I thought it was you maul this over. Maul this over? That's so funny. <laughs> Where you like are going to like, like maul. Like no, like fight it until it's oh, like that's bloody so in the funny. face. I'm like, oh, you're going to go to the mall for I'm an hour at shopping therapy. <laughs> I thought it was mall, like you were going to argue with it that's for a really little bit like fight it but no it does kind of maybe my subconscious mull. is doing it's that right mull now this <laughs> over mull. honey bun oh my god it really gets me that is really funny <laughs> i'm gonna maul this over <laughs> i'm just gonna keep saying i'm gonna it. fight to the death there's a few of those that i've gotten wrong recently like i used to think that peace of mind was like a piece of the pie yeah that i've seen a lot of people making that mistake lately and i feel like we've shifted into a new timeline where yes. like this is how it is peace of mind yeah. is p-e-a like a piece of my mind versus yes. peace of mind. Yeah. Peace of I want to find peace of mind. I understand the concept, yeah. but I thought that it was supposed to be like I was going to gain something from I'm gonna this. gain a peace of mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one They that, both kind of work. For me, I thought it was all intensive purposes. Oh, that is very common. It's the though. most common yeah. one. It's the most common one. And there's another one. I feel like I had one recently too. All intents and purposes is very commonly misconstrued, but there was another one that um that really used to get me. And when someone corrected me, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. I was I was shocked beyond all belief. Yeah. I really had to maul that over. 